everybody, and welcome back to a brand new edition of Daily to Dynasty. I am Craig Gorbanoff alongside Rich Wilhelm and Marcus Taylor for a very exciting NFL Week 1 edition of Daily to Dynasty. The wait is over. The NFL players have all tested negative. It's time for some NFL football kicking off uh, tomorrow night at the time of recording this Wednesday night. But uh, by the time you're watching this, it will be Thursday. So kicking off tonight, Texans Chiefs. It's going to be a good one with a lot of great fantasy players at your disposal. A little bit of business to attend to before we get into this show. Make sure you follow along on social media. And we got all of those guys down below. I thought I updated Marcus's before the show. I forgot. But that's okay. You got all of them down here. And Marcus's is M Taylor29. And I'll take it off and I'll I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Like live on the air. That's okay. It's not a big deal. Uh that's how we do it on Daily Dynasty. It's a great program. There it is. Tim Taylor 29 live on the air. Check us out on social media. Um, you can follow the show at Daily Dynasty, me at Seacorps94, Rich at Coda522, Marcus M. Taylor 29, and John, who is not with us tonight, but will be next week, John Hazlett 475. And of course, if you want to interact with this program a little bit more, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash daily to dynasty. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, and ask us your fantasy questions live, uh, and we will get back to you as soon as we can on the on the next episode. It's a real fun way to get involved. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube, and hit that little bell icon so you can stay up to date when we drop our latest videos. And if you're listening to this thing via podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a nice five-star rating. Uh, we also want to talk about our partners. Of course, we have our partnership with the Underdog Newsletter. If you're a sports fan, odds are you love underdog stories. And every week they sift through hundreds of articles, videos, and podcast interviews. And then every Tuesday morning, they send out a bite-sized rundown of only the best stories that you can find all in one place. You can subscribe to the newsletter at jokermag.com newsletter and follow them on Twitter at jokermaghq. And last but not least, our partners over at Thrive Fantasy. It's a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier guys. So Thrive has prop bets for almost every single sport, and each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launching in 2018. Use the promo code daily to dynasty at checkout when you sign up and deposit $20 and you can get a bonus of $20. Deposit 20, bet with 40. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. And guys, the moment is here. It is the NFL season. How are we feeling? Are we excited? Are we are ecstatic or are we uh, expecting the impending doom of uh, a COVID outbreak and them canceling the season? Where, where's our heads at? I mean, so far, so good. I mean, I, it's better than I could have even thought. I mean, I, I remember, what was it, about a month ago, we went over percentages of how if we thought it was even going to kick off. And I was the one that was like 90 percent. You guys were like at 20. So, I mean, I was the optimistic one, but I was playing kind of the optimistic role. But 
they did a great job. Uh, we'll have to see what happens when fans are in, you know, the stands. I mean, Thursday night with the the Chiefs and the Texans, they're having about seventeen thousand fans. Um, you know, it's a lot of people, especially with everything going on right now. Uh, the players are down on the field, not near the fans, but you know, people get rowdy. We'll have to see how Week One goes, but I'm I'm happy it's kicking off. I'm happy. I'm excited. Marcus, are you happy and excited? Yeah, happy, excited. Also a little curious to see how they're going to pull this off, how things are going to go. Um, just to see how the games are going to look and sound for the teams that are playing in stadiums with no fans and how the game will be affected in a negative or positive way. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I think all we can do is wait and see, right? So as football fans, let's just kick back, relax, and enjoy some games. And how this show is going to work, we're going to take – take you through the week one lineups. We're probably going to skip over a handful of games that don't have a huge fantasy impact. But what we're going to do is kind of go over the games and then give you a handful of players to consider in your fantasy lineups, whether that's to start or to maybe leave on the bench this week because they don't have such a great matchup. Um, And Rick, we've also come up with a a few other starts and sits that we'll go over as well um, throughout the program. And then we'll wrap this up by reviewing uh, some daily fantasy options for you. Uh, John has put together a lineup for week one and as well as a couple of stacks to keep in mind as you're putting together your lineups and looking at your uh, at your matchups. So without further ado, let's head on into week one. Houston Texans at Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is the premier matchup uh, of the week. They're kicking off the season with a bang. Um, the last time these two teams faced off, uh, it was an offensive uh, display, 51 to 31, 82 total points, fast math award for me. Uh, Rich, why don't you, you start by breaking down this game for us a little bit? I think they're starting off with a great game. Um, obviously, you know, the Texans don't have DeAndre Hopkins there anymore. So uh, I think the Chiefs are going to end up running away with it. But, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a good game to start with. You have the, your reigning, you know, Super Bowl winning team with the Chiefs, who I think can definitely do it again this year. Um, and then you get the Texans, who are really good on defense and, you know, are going to mix it up on offense. I'm um, looking at David Johnson to be big in this game. Uh, I think he's going to have his bounce back uh, year this year. Uh, I know we talked about him a lot on the show. Um, Deshaun Watson versus Mahomes. I mean, that's always something I want to watch. Um, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be like a 35-24 to 24 type game. It's going to be an offensive game without a doubt. Um, and that's not saying that the Chiefs or the Texans don't have you know good defenses because they absolutely do. I just think that you know there's no preseason game, so offense is going to win week one no matter what. Um, it's really hard to scheme when you don't have any, you know, practice games. So it's going to be a lot of high scoring games, I think. And Marcus, what, what's your kind of analysis of this, this week one kickoff? Um, like Rich said, I think it's a great matchup. You got two of the young premier quarterbacks in the league facing off for the first game of the season. Uh, Watson just signed his extension. So did Mahomes. Um, these are two of the quarterbacks of the future and two quarterbacks that you can consider must see TV. They always tend to put on a performance whenever you watch them on TV. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how the Texans passing game looks without Hopkins. You know, they got Brandon Cooks. They got Will Fuller. Hopefully he can stay healthy. You know, I think he has a lot of potential. 
Um, the Chiefs, I mean, they're they're a machine. They're greatest show on turf type of offense. Um, see how you know Clyde steps in the running back role, and um, see if Sammy Watkins can put up some points, and see McCole Hartman and Tyreek Hill running all over the place. I mean, I think it's going to be a shootout, like Rich said. Um, it's going to come down to who can get a defensive stop or maybe put up points on defense. But uh, I'm excited about this matchup. The two QBs are definitely uh, the focal point of my excitement. Yeah, I think this is just offensive football at its absolute best. But with that, I, I have a surprising sit for this week. And and I actually – this was prior to the injury report uh, as of uh, a few hours ago. But I don't think Brandon Cooks is worth starting this week. I don't love the fact that there's been no preseason. I think that Watson is going to – you know, really rely on the weapons that have been in place for him. I don't know if they've had enough time to really develop that chemistry. Um, Cooks is a streaky player to begin with. Um, he's not super consistent. He's not super – I mean, he makes big plays, but he's not a very reliable fantasy option as far as I'm concerned. Um, I like David Johnson a lot more here as the new face in a new place as someone who's going to get a lot of action from Houston. I think Will Fuller's going to get a lot of action. Um, and you know, almost everyone on the chiefs is, is worth starting. Um, and you, you do wonder how much the, the running backs are going to get involved here if it is a shootout. But I think especially on the Texan side of it, Johnson can be, a, has proven to be a threat in the past game. So I think he's definitely, uh, someone worth starting. And I'm I'm sitting Brandon Cooks this week if, if I drafted him. I don't think it's a good matchup. I don't think he's had enough time to really gel with Watson. And with the, the added, he's listed as questionable with a, with a quad injury. Maybe he doesn't have that top-end speed that we're used to seeing from Brandon Cooks. Um, he's someone I am looking to sit. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Brandon Cooks, sit him on the bench? Yeah, I mean, his injury concerns, even going into this week or something, I'm not going to deal with. I mean, if there's any wide receiver on the Texans I want to start, it's, it's Fuller. Um, I think he's going to be the guy that Watson looks to early and often. So I'm with you. Start David Johnson, sit Brandon Cooks. That sounds perfect to me. And we all mentioned Will Fuller. Um, I mean, he's a total beast when he's healthy. He's, he's one of the most electrifying players on the field. So definitely someone to be excited about. Now, uh, for anyone who isn't aware, this show is brought to you by interstateofgreen.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles. So let's head on down to Philly, and technically this game's a little bit further south, but the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Washington football team with their brand. What I love about their logo on the website, just while we're on the topic, every other logo is like a, like a, a character. Theirs is a red square with a yellow W. Mm-hmm. This, it doesn't match any other logo. I just love it. It makes red it seem square. like all their players are on the waiver wire. Yeah. Especially if you're on sleeper bot. If you look at it, it looks <laughs> like they're on the waiver. Every single one who's on in Washington. It really does. But you know what? I I think Washington is actually a fairly interesting team. They, they've developed a, a – uh, there's a couple of players right on their roster that have some some intriguing fantasy value. Um, so, Marcus, let, let's start with you. What's your just kind of overall impressions of this game? Um, this game is a repeat of game one last year for these two teams. Um, for Washington side, 
Um, looking forward to seeing Haskins and how he can control his offense in the second year, first year starting the season. Um, you got uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson. He's now taking over the primary role for the running back since AP got released. And I want to see if Haskins has a rapport with Scary Terry in a passing game to see how that picks up. Um, that can be a good fantasy option for people if they draft this Scary Terry. You can p- definitely put up numbers because he's clearly the best option they have um, on offense. On the other side of the ball, a good, a good um, pickup would be Deshaun Jackson. You know, remember last year he torched the, the Washington team for two touchdowns over 100 yards before he got that abdominal injury. Uh, now they're coming right back, and I don't think Washington's secondary has been upgraded that much to where you should be afraid to start Deshaun. Um, Carson Wentz is healthy. Um, Deshaun is healthy. Miles Sanders is there. They still got Ertz. Um, I think Philly can take this one. I think um, Carson Wentz can definitely put up uh, some numbers in this passing game. And, Rich, we'll kick it right over to you. What, why don't you, you pick up where Marcus put it down? All right, so one of my stars this week, because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, is definitely Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, it's a miss. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen with that running back crew. You know, after what happened with Darius guys, Adrian Peterson's out the door. I'm I'm picking him up off the waiver. I think, you know, when we're talking about the show, you want, you know, you want a guy that's going to be on the waiver wire that you can pick up possibly now. I know he's available in a lot of leagues. You shouldn't be. Um, I'm going to start him this week. I think that... The Redskins have to score, and they don't have a lot of weapons. To the Redskins can't to score, Rich. The Redskins. You know, can't. you know, I, you know, I said it on purpose, right? <laughs> um, the Washington Football Team have to score, um, and really, it's kind of scary. Terry versus the world. Um, you need a second guy there. I mean, you could say Stephen Stephen Sims. You can say um, Andy Golden, um, but for me, I mean, I think Antonio Gibson is going to take the starting role, and he's never going to let it go. Uh, this could be kind of a closer game than people think just because there are a lot of injuries on the Philly side. Uh, I do agree with Marcus. You know, Deshaun is a scary start just because everyone else is hurt. You know, Alshon Jeffrey is hurt since birth. Um, <laughs> Jalen Rieger, I mean, he did get a full uh, practice in on Wednesday. We'll have to see how he, you know, what he does on Sunday, but I think he's going to be limited. So it's, it's going to be Deshaun and Ertz and Godert and Sanders, which there's a lot more, you know, on Philly's side. Um, but Antonio Gibson, for me, he's, he's going to sneak into my lineups this week. Yeah, I, I, I really like players, you know, who are kind of the only option on a team. Like teams like, like Philly te- uh, in previous years, you know, the players on the Patriots have scared me because you never really know who's just going to be getting the rock. In Washington, you know it's Gibson, you know it's Scary Terry. Um, I, I like that as an option. I do have Gibson on my team. Uh, I am debating playing him, but we'll kind of get into that conversation a little bit later when we get to another one of my starts of the week. Um, but I think this should be a pretty interesting game. Uh, the Eagles are six point favorites. I think they, they can probably cover that. Um, but I, I think that should be a good game, and I think you guys hit the, the nail on the head with, with your analysis. So nothing really to add there for Philadelphia versus Washington. Let's keep it in the AFC East, and, and really I think there's only a handful of players worth mentioning here in terms of starting, or not keeping the AFC East, head to the AFC East. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. I think Cam Newton is a must-start this week. Um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, just the – 
the, the things you've heard coming out of the New England locker room are incredible. He's working harder than everybody. He never goes home. He's putting in the extra time with Julian Edelman. And I mean, they just look like a, a, he's, he's developing into something real scary in New England. The Dolphins defense, it's not up to snuff. I, I would sit almost anyone on Miami if you drafted them. And you must start Cam Newton if you drafted him. Agreed. I mean, I, I think despite everything, the Patriots are still somehow going to win the division and still somehow going to win 10 games. Because <laughs> at the end of the year, I mean, end of the day, I should say that Bill Belichick is still the guy. I mean, he's the coach. Coaching is super important. You know, the teams in the AFC East outside of the Patriots are very young. Um, you know, you have a bona fide MVP in Cam Newton playing for the Patriots, playing for the best coach of all time. You know, I'm going to pick the Patriots in that game 10 out of 10 times. I, I think Fitzmagic is going to put up some crazy numbers because he always tends to. He always seems to. Yeah. He will always do that. If you start him, he'll probably throw three touchdowns, but he'll they'll still lose by two scores. Um, you know, in this game, the one person that I'm sitting is someone that I talk up every single year and he's on my team every single year and I keep drafting him and I don't know why. And that's Sony Michelle. Um, <laughs> Sony Michelle, you know, he's going to be the starter going into, you know, the game. Um, Damian Harris is on IR. Lamar Miller got cut. So people would tend to start him, but I think, you know, he's still coming off an injury. He's not a hundred percent. And, you know, the whole offense is getting their feet wet. So in this scenario with Cam Newton, I think week one, I would I would lean more towards James White if I'm going running back. Um, but I think that the Patriots are going to score early and often. So Patriots are going to win, but I wouldn't necessarily start anyone outside of Edelman or Cam Newton on the Patriots. And on the Dolphins, if you're, like, desperate, you can pick up Preston Williams off the waiver wire. You can go with Ryan Fitzpatrick off the waiver wire. But uh, I don't think you're you're drafting many players from that team to begin with. So, yeah, I don't know what the situation is to week one that you need to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, where you just something like, drastically went wrong. Yeah, already. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what could have happened. Marcus, do you have any additional thoughts on uh, on this Dolphins Pats game? Um, nothing really new. Um, Cam Newton, uh, pick him up if he's out there. Um, when he's healthy, he's good. Basically, um, his downfall wasn't due to deterioration of his skills. It was just an injury. Um, so now he's healthy. Um, we talked a few weeks ago about Edelman. His catch percentage is high with and without Tom Brady. And um, he has Cam now. I still expect that to continue. Um, as far as the Dolphins, um, I would say the only pickup is, like Rich said, Preston Williams. Um, he got injured last year. But in three games or in eight games, he had three touchdowns. Um, he had 11.1 fantasy points uh, with Fitzmagic on his center. Um, they have rapport. So um, if you're desperate, you know, you can throw him into your lineup and hopefully he can give you at least 10 points or more. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Nothing really new to add. So let, let's head on over to your team, Marcus. The Minnesota Vikings will host the Green Bay Packers. Blowout. <laughs> and, and let's kick it over to you for the completely unbiased analysis of this game. Uh, it's going to be 45 nothing. Um, <laughs> now, um, with this game, I'm interested in seeing how the Packers passing game goes. Um, they got Devontae Adams, but Devin Funches opted out. Uh, they didn't draft another receiver. Um, Devin Funches was their big free agency acquisition. Uh, looking forward to see how 
uh, that team functions in the passing game. Um, and Aaron Jones, see if he can come anywhere close to his touchdown production last year. Uh, Minnesota, um, look for Captain Kirk to pick up and lead this offense. Uh, it's going to be run-oriented. I'm looking for Dalvin Cook to come back and have another great season. But I'm more interested in seeing how the pass game looks without Stephon Diggs. Um, they got a rookie in Jefferson. They still got Thielen. And I think these two tight ends in Rudolph and Irv Smith are going to get um, involved in the passing game a little bit more without Stephon Diggs there. You know, his targets got to be spread out. And uh, looking forward to this defensive line, I got an upgrade thanks to Jacksonville. I uh, just want to see how uh, that looks. You know, we lost our starter. He's going to be out for a little bit on the other end, but I'm still looking forward to see how this defense looks this season uh, with our new acquisition and just overall after losing um, Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes. Just want to see how they look. Vikings, 57 nothing. Well, that's it. They, that's it. they are currently uh, on ESPN uh, the two-and-a-half-point favorites. So uh, by your calculations, seems like a real easy bet. Of course. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, Rich, uh, why don't you, you pick it up from there? What, what are your thoughts on this game? So let me start by saying I'm surprised that the Vikings are the favorites. And that's nothing against you, Marcus. It's just, you know, the Packers last year made it to the NFC Championship game. Right. You, know, it, um, you know, they didn't add a lot in the passing game, which everyone was kind of confused about. Um, but, you know, Devontae Adams coming back, and he's fully healthy now. And you got Al, you got Lazard there, and two-headed monster at running back with Jones and Dylan. I mean, the defense was scary last year. I think it's good. I mean, and it's a division game. So, I mean, they're always going to be close and scary. You don't, I don't ever like to vote. I mean, vote, uh, bet on division games. Um, but I mean, I think I got, I got to give a slight edge to the Packers and this just based on last year. I mean, that has nothing to do with the fact that I hate Kirk Cousins and he's <laughs> The virus is an imaginary friend. But, I mean, besides <laughs> that, um, you know, there's a lot of good players on both sides. Uh, obviously, you know, you could start all the starters on both teams and you would have a good, you know, squad. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously, you have to start if you have him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is dropping. I mean, he dropped drastically in every draft this year. Which, which was insane. It was, it was crazy. I mean, he was going in like the ninth or tenth round in a lot of drafts. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be close. I think that the Packers are going to win, so obviously I would go with that spread. But uh, it's going to be less than a seven-point game, I would say, at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be competitive. But really, both teams have exciting offenses. So I, I think you're pretty much safe playing anyone you know, from these teams. I would maybe avoid the Packers running backs because there's a little bit of a by-committee thing going on. Um, but you probably shouldn't have drafted them if you were afraid of the black committee <laughs> thing. So, you know, not really a, a huge piece of advice. And we'll have a better idea uh, on how that's going to fold out uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's head to another division game. And, and I don't think there's too many fantasy players worth talking about here. But uh, just heading down the line on my list, Indianapolis Colts versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars have been trading people, cutting people. No more Leonard Fournette. Buy or sell. Buy or sell, exactly. Um, you know, I don't really think there's really anyone that I would start on Jacksonville's team right now, but Rich, let, let's just kick it to you. Is there anyone in this matchup that you feel strongly about playing? 
I mean, we mentioned it before. If there's one person on a team, you like go after that one person, and that's that's Shark. I mean, if you're you know wide receiver wise, you know the the mustache Gardner Minshew, it's it's still it's still the man. I mean, he's pretty cool. He can put the whole team on his back and you know fight Chuck Norris at the same time. But <laughs> I would uh, I'll go DJ Shark if I'm starting anyone on Jacksonville's side, and that's that's it. That's the only one I would remotely touch. You know, with the way that the running backs are going right now. You know, right now they have an undrafted free agent set to start, um, and James Robinson. And then they had uh, Zigbo starting, and then he is on the COVID list again. I wouldn't touch anyone on that running back, just DJ Shark. And on the other side, you know, uh, it seems like Marlon Mack kind of fell from grace for no yeah. reason after having a solid year last year. Uh, he's still listed as a starter, and he's available in a lot of leagues. I have no problem starting Marlon Mack. Um, and then C.Y. Hilton, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna have a good game and a good season with Philip Rivers. I think he just needed a different you know person throwing him the ball. He's still a top twenty wide receiver. So I think the Colts win this one, and I I don't think it's close. This would be my survivor pool pick if I could pick anyone. Well, you know it's funny you you, you mentioned Philip Rivers because I think under mo- nine times out of ten, right, Philip Rivers is is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that the Colts are a better team than the Jaguars. I think this is a pretty easy game to, um, to, to analyze, but Philip rivers traditionally is really bad to start the season, like historically bad to start the season. Uh, he has a record of 33 and 35 in the first five weeks of a season. Like the, the chargers teams always had to win nine games in a row to try and make the playoffs. So, I don't know if maybe that was a Charger thing, and now that won't be a thing with the Colts, but I would just kind of steer clear of this one altogether because the Jags are so bad on paper, but there's this kind of like witchcraft thing going on with Phillip Rivers to start the season. I just don't like it. I would steer clear personally. Marcus, what about you? Um, going off of what Rich said, uh, DJ Shark, uh, he's a be- he could be a good option. Um other than that, I probably wouldn't pick anybody from Jacksonville other than him. Um, with the Colts, um, I'm going to add Jack Doyle to that list. Um, reason being, um, for five years, from 2014, 2019, a big part of the Chargers offense, their passing game targets, their passing targets went to tight ends, and they were number one in that. Number two were the Eagles, and their offensive coordinator was Frank Wright. And now those two guys are together in Indianapolis. So I would say Jack Doyle, since Eric Ebron is gone, uh, Trey Burton is hurt. Uh, he's the he's the man right now. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a good amount of uh, targets in this game, knowing the history of the Chargers teams with Phillip Rivers and the head coaches' offensive coordinator days with Philly. Absolutely. Let's let's head head back to the NFC North, Marcus, and let's talk about the the Detroit Lions hosting the Chicago Bears. Um, where one of my starts of this week and probably only this week is uh, coming out of this game. I think this week you should start carry on Johnson for the lions. Uh, He's, I I thought he's been an impressive running back so far in his career. He catches the ball pretty well out of the backfield. He's, he's pretty fast. You know, he, he has some, some good running speed and, and, and some truck power, Um DeAndre Swift, the kid that was drafted this year, injured. They signed Adrian Peterson this week. Um, he's been on the team for a couple of 
days, I don't think he's going to have much of an impact in this offense. You know, he's going to have to pick it up. I think there's one running back in Detroit right now. It's carry on Johnson. And you know, the lions offense needs, they need to go. They need to run the football. They do not have the firepower on the outside to, to be slinging it. Um, uh, they they need to kind of take advantage of the fact that they have these running backs. And I think he is someone you need to start this week against the Chicago Bears. I know the Bears have a pretty good defense. I think we're, we all tend to remember the Bears defense from about two, three years ago. It's not really the same defense. They're not as good, but we all kind of pretend like they are. Um, I think it's a good matchup. I think Johnson will, will get a lot of fantasy points. Uh, Rich, let's let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this game? I mean, carry on Johnson beat out a rookie and a rookie from Georgia and rookies from Georgia tend to be very, very good. Um, you know, carry on Johnson. I mean, we talked about him a while ago. He's, he's someone that was falling in fantasy leagues and, you know, obviously he was injured last year, um, but he's a solid starter. I mean, you have a lot of good players on the Detroit lions, even though they're not going to win a lot of games. I mean, you have Stafford, you, you got Galladay, Marvin Jones, carry on Johnson. I mean, they have the players Hawkinson. I know Marcus is a huge Hawkinson fan. Um, but on the, you know, this, this is a game that's going to be a complete toss up. I don't like either of these teams to make the playoffs this year. Um, as far as, you know, Chicago side goes Tariq Cohen to me, a lot of people are kind of chomping at the bit because he's going to be the starter this week with Montgomery down. And he's one of my sits this week. I just don't think that he can be the bell cow running back. Um, you know, he's kind of a gadget player and I think people are going to fall in love with this, you know, just cause Montgomery's down, they're going to fall in love with it and start him. And I don't think he's going to get remotely the points that the people think he's going to get. Um, I don't even know who's going to win this game. This is a game that I'm probably going to kind of watch the highlights for and, you know, not watch any more than that. Cause this is probably the dud of the week. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is starting, which to me is kind of, you know, I don't think it's the right choice. I think Nick Foles would have been the better starter. Just kind of get these, you know, Chicago in the right path. Um, I do have Allen Robinson in most of my leagues for Chicago. Uh, he's in a contract year, so he's going to go off. And then on the flip side, you know, Galladay's the same way. Um, they're kind of like the same player on the other other side of the ball. Um, defense, like you said, not as not as good as what it used to be. Yeah, it's kind of Khalil Mack versus the world uh, in Chicago there now. Um, I guess I'll, I'm going to go with the Lions just because of Matt Stafford. I think that he can he can beat the Bears, but it's going to be a low-scoring game, like a 14-10 to 10 type game that no one should watch. And the Lions are three-point favorites according to uh, the ESPN NFL odds. Marcus, uh, we'll kick it over to you. Uh, do you have any additional thoughts on this game? Um, on Chicago side, I was going to say Allen Robinson. But it's um, iffy because Trubisky is a QB. Um, you really can't rely on his value if Trubisky is starting because it's so iffy and up and down with him. Um, same thing, the defense. Um, a couple years ago, they were they were the top defense. You know, when they got Khalil Mack, they were insane. But like you said, they're not the same as they used to be. Um, in Detroit, um, Hawkinson, I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, I think he... Um, gonna put up numbers this year. He's gonna end up being a top tight end in the game, one of the top tight ends in the game. And carry on Johnson, he should get the volume uh, that he needs to put up points. Um, for years, Detroit has just never seemed to have a running game, and Stafford throws the ball like 67 times a game for some reason. Um, but hopefully, they go away from that and 
change the way their offense goes. Carry on should definitely get some some looks. Like you said, AP had just got there. I don't know if he's really familiar with the offensive system, the playbook. So everything kind of falls on carry on's shoulder. Um, I'll pick Detroit to win this just based off Stafford being better than Trubisky. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's the coin flip. It often comes down to who has the better quarterback and uh, Stafford over Trubisky any day. I think the next couple of games will be relatively quick hitters here. Um, Carolina Panthers will host the. Uh, are they now the Las Vegas Raiders? Are they mm-hmm. are they still in Oakland? No, they're 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 Vegas. Um, I don't really, you know, I wouldn't personally start anyone from either of these teams this week. I think maybe Darren Waller. On the Raiders side, um, maybe a Robbie Anderson, depending on when you drafted him and what your other receivers look like, but probably not. Um, I, you know, McCaffrey, obviously, you have to start. He's the best player in, in fantasy football land. Um, but like, other than that, I, I'm not really looking at this game too seriously. Um, I think the Panthers are going to win this one. They're probably going to win it fairly easily. Um, and it's going to be the Christian McCaffrey show. So that's my analysis. Rich, what about you? Um, yeah, obviously on Raiders side, you, Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, I like. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. Uh, I think the the Panthers are a young team, new head coach. You know, obviously they have the best player in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. But uh, you know, the Raiders almost made the playoffs last year. They didn't have a great team. If you're looking to start someone in a dynasty league, I think Brian Edwards is a very good pick at wide receiver. Um, him and, and Ruggs, it's going to be the, the rookie showcase for Las Vegas. Uh, but, I mean, I think I got the Raiders winning this one just simply because the Panthers' defense is really not so good anymore. And Christian McCaffrey can't carry the entire load, and Robbie Anderson can only one run one route, so he's probably going to hurt himself. He only uh, needs one. He only needs one round. He's going to be wrong, though. He's going to run it straight into the goalposts, be out for the year. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a sad day. But, uh, no, I like DJ Moore. I like Curtis Samuel. I like the players on Carolina more, but I just feel like the Raiders are going to win somehow. Well, they are the three-point favorites, so you are not alone. But I just – I have a really hard time believing the Raiders are going to win many football games this year. Um, and I like Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I like what the Panthers have put together. So – that's that's where I'm going. But Marcus, let's kick it over to you. Be the tiebreaker here. Uh, what's your analysis of this game? Um, obviously, the running backs for each team are going to be the premier options at fantasy with Jacobs and McCaffrey. Um, I would say don't sleep too much on the Panthers. Um, they they picked up Teddy Bridgewater. You know he's no scrub. You know he can definitely play in the NFL. Um, as far as the tiebreaker, I am going to pick. The Raiders, because <laughs> I give you a drum roll and everything, and this is the thanks I get. I mean, it's like Rich said, they got uh, Christian McCaffrey, but he can't carry the entire team. You know, the Raiders played says pretty well. You. Says you, your <laughs> Vikings played... did it forever with Adrian Peterson. They can, he can carry the team. <laughs> hey, we had Brett Favre some years. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's the, the entire offense is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, with the with the Vegas Raiders, they almost made the playoffs last year, despite all of the Antonio Brown issues. Um, they still had a pretty productive season. Um, I think Derek Carr is out to prove that he belongs as a starter because I'm pretty sure if he messes up this year, he won't be coming back. 
Um, so I'm going to pick the Raiders to win this game. Can we just pause for a minute, Rich? Can you hold that cup up again? I've, oh, you like my cup? Yeah, yeah, you took a drink of water, mm. and I I missed everything Marcus said. What what is this? This, uh, this is a I believe it's a peacock. It is a I don't know. I got the uh, dollar for pretty good. It's pretty fun. Refreshing, refreshing. That's gonna be my NFL cup. You know, my peacock cup. The peacock cup. All right, I like it. Let's head on over to the AFC East now after that that fun scheduled halftime break. Uh, And the New York Jets are at the Buffalo Bills. This is another one. There's not a lot of fantasy players that you should be starting here, but I think Diggs is a no-brainer. I I think he's just going to torch the Jets for 140 yards and two (laughs) touchdowns off of three catches. (laughs) And and that's (laughs) – Deshaun Jackson numbers. Yeah, and and it's going to be crazy. Um, as far as this game is concerned, I think you know. I, I think the Jets are, are. I think some players are are, are feeling a little uh, hurt by by all of our analysis. You know, I think that they're, they're out here with something to prove, and and they they always try very hard against the Bills, but for whatever reason, Buffalo seems to have the Jets number. I, I think that the Bills are hosting this one. I think Allen is 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 a pretty pretty nasty quarterback. I think he's going to take a step forward and, and look pretty good this year. Um, and like I said, with Diggs, that premier wide receiver role, a lot of speed, I, I think the Jets are going to get burnt one too many times here. Rich, you're a Jets fan. Do you have, a, as, pres- do you have an as pessimistic out, outlook as me? Actually, no, which is weird. Um, uh, <clears throat> I think the way they built this team this year, there's not any – I don't know what I can say on on YouTube. I guess I can say anything. You say not, anything. I'll just say no, it's not for kids. It's fine. Well, I'll edit. I mean, what I'm about to say. There's there's not any D bags left. You yeah. know, it seems like you know the team right now. It's this kind of built. They just go out there and they want to play. Their coach is completely insane and probably shouldn't have a job. But the way that the roster is built, exactly. My case impression. Yeah. <laughs> I I think they have a lot of good players going forward, which. I hate my team as much as anyone would love their team just because of what they've done to me over my lifetime. But I mean, if you look at the team from top to bottom, you know, I think Herndon is going to have a really good game this week. Uh, He was out last year, you know, Chris Herndon, if you know, he's available in a lot of leagues, I would pick him up. Le'Veon Bell, you know, rocking 4% body fat, you know, it worked for DK Metcalf. Maybe it can work for him. I don't think it will, but we'll see. Um, and, you know, and, and the wide receivers, it's, it's kind of like who knows what's going on with wide receiver. That's their weakness right now. You know, Perryman and Mims and Chris Hogan and, you know, who knows what's really going to go on. Crowder is really the only one that you know is going to put up numbers. Um, and on the flip side, you can call Josh Allen whatever you want. I'm still calling him running back. I'm going to be calling him running back until he proves me completely wrong like Lamar Jackson did. But he's a very nice running back. He's Taysom Hill part two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Bills. Their defense obviously is better uh, than it was last year. The only thing that, you know, is kind of going in the Jets' favor right now is there's no fans. You know, it kind of takes that out of the game. There's no 12th man. There's no, There's nothing. So it's just going to be, you know, team against team. Um, and they always play together, you know, each other close. Last year it was one point. In, in week one, obviously it's a little different team, but and you know, hopefully a little less mono. 
involved. A little less. If there's another mono outbreak during the pandemic, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think the Bills win at the end of the day, but it's going to, I think it's going to be a field goal game. I'm going to say it's going to be 24, 21 Bills. I think it's going to be six to three Bills. <laughs> <laughs> How many no. times is burn on the? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I contradict myself. Um, I, I think this game will be pretty close. And, you know, I forgot to to factor in the lack of fans in New York. Um, I, I, I think that will certainly help the Jets' cause. But I, I think there's only one player worth starting on the Jets from a fantasy perspective, Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't start anyone else. I did pick up Hogan, and I plan to stash him a little bit and just see what happens. But I'll probably end up dropping him in about two weeks. Um, so, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens there. Marcus, uh, real quick, any any closing thoughts on, on Jets Bills, or can we move on to a, a, a fantasy game that might have some better players? <laughs> um, I'll just say for the Jets, uh, Le'Veon Bell is an option I have on uh, in a couple leagues. Um, looking forward to him to have a bounce back year, four percent body fat. Uh, let's let's do this. Thousand yards, Pro Bowl. Wow. I want to see him. I want to see him bounce back. Um, Although I don't draft, I didn't draft him. I would like to see how Sam Darnold looks. Um, you know, I like Sam Darnold. I want to see him become a star. I think he can. So I'm going to see how he controls his offense, even though he have a lack of receivers. Um, I just want to see how he takes control and what steps he takes forward this year. For the Jet, for the Bills, even though you say he's a running back, I think he finished number six in fantasy last year for QBs because he ran a lot. Yeah, well, he's still a quarterback, so. Mm. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how him and Diggs mesh, even though I'm mad Diggs left, but, mm -hmm. um, I think he can have a pretty good game against his Jets team and Devin Singletary, you know, Frank Gore is gone. You know, this is his backfield now. I want to see how he can, uh, take control and if they look to feed him a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I think the bills can take this game. Um, hopefully it's not a blowout and hopefully the Jets can make it competitive. And, you know, the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I think Rich is dead on the money that this is a three-point game. So I, I think, I think I don't know, you got a couple of bucks. Maybe FanDuel threw a couple of shekels your way. They had a, a little uh, little promo bet for, for us in Jersey. Maybe you, you throw a couple of shekels on the Jets, see what happens. Let's move on to uh, another game here where – Maybe not the most intriguing fantasy game in the world, but definitely some some quality players on both sides of the ball, and that's the Cleveland Browns facing off against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and of course, there's lights, camera, Jackson. Uh, but Rich, let's let's start with you, and why don't you break this game down? Everyone, I, I, I think <laughs> everyone. You can start everyone. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens defense, uh, Mark Andrews. You can throw in a little bit of Hollywood Brown there, Mark Ingram. I mean, it, the, the Ravens are disgusting, how, how much offense they have, how much defense they have, how much everything they have. And on the flip side, I mean, the Browns, you know, you got Nicholas Chubb III, one of my favorite running backs in the NFL, um, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Poop Lover. I mean, Odell. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of fun players on both sides. I think the Ravens are going to win this one, um, by, I mean, 10 points, but I mean, as far as the Ravens go, that's not a lot. It's a division game. The Browns have a lot of improvements from last year. Their offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. 
uh, that, you know, Conklin and they had, you know, what they already had. Um, I think Nick Chubb is going to go off just, you know, based on they're going to be down early and I think they're going to drop the ball off a lot of Baker Mayfield. Oops. Let me get rid of this type passes. I think hunt is also going to have a good game. I think, you know, both running backs can kind of coexist in Cleveland. Uh, I think Landry is going to outperform Odell on this one. And then on the flip side, Lamar Jackson is probably going to run for a hundred throw for two fifty. have four total touchdowns. Uh, Mark Ingram is going to start the game. I think, you know, JK Dobbins can get in on this. Um, if you're looking at a dynasty league, someone that you might've just drafted um, Hollywood Brown, you know, they didn't add a lot as far as wide receivers go, but even someone like a Duvernay who out of uh, Texas, who is a rookie this year, I think is going to have a good game. And then Mark Andrews is just going to tear, tear it up. Uh, this is a game that I would probably rewatch when they re air it. Um, but I, I like the Ravens by 10. I'm going 31, 21. Yeah, that that's about where I'm at too. And I yeah, I think you can basically start all these guys. I think both teams have good skill position players. They're they're all gonna kind of get their their hands in the cookie jar. Uh, I think this is gonna be a fun one in the one o'clock block of games here on Sunday. Marcus, any, anything to add on, on Ravens Browns? Um, just one. Uh, I think this can be it can sneak in and be the best game of week one. Um, it has the potential. Um, and on Cleveland. Um, the one player you forgot to mention was Austin Hooper uh, coming from the Falcons. Um, and they still have Njoku. Um, well, that's I, why. Hooper, I don't know who's going to get the majority. Probably yeah, Hooper, but. It's definitely going to be Hooper, in my opinion. Um, but I think this can be a pretty high-scoring game. You know, so many offensive weapons at quarterback also with two running QBs who can um, get it done with their legs as well as their arm. But um, I'm going to go Baltimore with this one until I see something different from the Browns because last thing we saw was just a season of dysfunction. And um, until I see something different, I'm going to just continue to pick against them. So I'm going to go Baltimore this game. Hoops. There it is. Austin Hooper on the Browns. But Marcus is still picking Baltimore. Uh, Last game here in the 1 o'clock block. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is another one with a lot of potential. I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, You know, the Seahawks are a really exciting team offensively. The Falcons have some brand new weapons in place. Todd Gurley, one of the the premier running backs in the NFL, had a a weird exit from L.A. from from the Rams organization, but um, I think is looking to, you know, get back to form. And uh, Marcus, we'll, we'll start with you this time. What are your thoughts? Um, so on the Seattle side of the ball, um, Russell Wilson is just going to pick up where he left off. I mean, the man's a stud. Every year, year in, year out, he's just going to give you numbers fantasy-wise. It's a top five fantasy QB. I think he was number three or something last year. Um, but either way, he's going to put up numbers. Uh, DK Metcalf, I'm looking forward to him taking a step forward this year, which I think he will. Um, and you got Tyler Lockett, um, always reliable fantasy option, always going to get it done for you. Um, has a great report, Russell Wilson. And uh, Chris Carson is still in the backfield. I mean, a couple years ago, he had a 1,000 yards, and I honestly didn't even know until the week of the draft. He had a sneaky good season, uh, very under-the-radar player. And on the Falcons, you know, Matt Ryan, always a good option because they throw the ball a ton. Um, Todd Gurley looking for a bounce back year. Julio gets you 15 catches, 180 yards, zero touchdowns. He never gets in the end zone. 
Um, I think one of my picks this year for the Falcons is going to be Calvin Ridley. Um, he seems to find the end zone when Julio can't, and I think he takes a big step forward this year and becomes a bigger, bigger part of the passing game. Uh, so my fantasy options, I would say Russell Wilson, no-brainer. Matt Ryan, unless you have a better option. And um, the receivers, Lockett, Metcalf, Julio, and Ridley. And Gurley might be. I mean, I'm a little iffy on him. I don't know how he's going to look. Um, but it's a lot of firepower in this in this matchup. It's a lot of good options. Yeah, I think you, you named all the, the major players. I'm very excited to have drafted uh, Metcalf this year. I think he's a beast and a half. Uh, I'm hoping he gets down to maybe like 2% body fat because I think he's, <laughs> he's been slacking a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he, he really has got a lot of potential. Uh, Rich, uh, over to you. Uh, your Georgia Bulldog has returned to Georgia. Todd Gurley uh, playing for uh, the Atlanta Falcons now. Uh, any additional thoughts on this game? So you, you missed my start of the week here, and I'm Uh-oh. glad you did. We forgot to mention Hayden Hurst. Oh, there he is. That was on that was purpose. purpose. I appreciate that. Just Thank for you. Hayden Hurst is going to be a top five tight end this year. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to take over the Austin Hooper role. Um, the Falcons are probably going to get smoked in this game, so there's going to be a lot of you know garbage you know points, garbage touchdowns. I think you know Gurley's going to have a, a whale of a game. I think everyone's going to have a great game. I just think that the Seattle Seahawks are just way too much for the Falcons right now. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't start either of their defenses. But Hayden Hurst, <laughs> he's going to put up 18 points in Woo! PPR. There's my, there's my stat for you. It's going to be 18. I like right it. Down. I like it and definitely sit both defenses. You don't want none of what these offenses are coming to bring. The next game on the list here is the Chargers at the Bengals. Uh, are we okay with just saying don't start anyone and, and move ahead, or do you guys feel differently? Uh, start start Eckler, yeah. Mixing Eckler. Eckler, a little mixing. Maybe Keenan Allen. Yeah. He just Every. signed a contract, so you know. But no Hunter one Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hunter Henry, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A AJ, AJ Green in a couple weeks. Not, uh, not yeah, I, I'm just – I'm so unimpressed by both teams. I mean, I drafted Joe Burrow in our Dynasty League, but that was yeah. like – that was for like two years from now. Like, I, I wasn't doing that for this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, there's a handful of guys you can consider here. I honestly think there's there's better players and better matchups around the league. Maybe Eckler um, is someone who's kind of like a must start. I guess I think the Bengals are are pretty weak all around. Um, but let's move on to a game that I think is a lot more fun for fantasy. I think you can start almost anyone on these teams. But one of my starts of this week is coming out of here. I think Jimmy Garoppolo on the San Francisco 49ers against the Cardinals is a must start. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo was hot and cold last season, and he was real disappointing in the Super Bowl. But there were some games last year, guys, where he was balling out and people forget about it all the time. He had five touchdown games. He had to sling it to win it. Some of his best performances came against Arizona. Um their their team has only gotten better this offseason. Um they I you know they're getting healthy. I just think that this is gonna be a real shootout. On the other side of the things too, I love Kyler Murray. I think they've put together a real good team. DeAndre Hopkins now the highest paid wide receiver. Um I, I'd like their running back situation. They got Drake. 
Um, I, I think this is going to be a real fun shootout. Again, maybe avoid the defenses here, even though San Francisco has a pretty nice defense. I would avoid starting either of these defenses and just stock up on some skill positions. I mean, it's hard to, to sit San Francisco. I think even if they, you know, let up, let's say 28 points, they're probably going to get a touchdown somehow. Um, but yeah, Drake for me is a little risky this week. I just think just based on the San Francisco 49ers defense and him kind of having, you know, an injury concern coming into the game, he'd be the only one that I would kind of be concerned about. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, match made in heaven. They're going to be, they're going to be fun for, for many years together. And on the flip side, I mean, obviously the NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers, one of my favorite players in the entire league with uh, George Kittle. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, start where they left off. Wide receivers are kind of up in the air right now for them, though. I mean, we don't know if Debo is going to start. Uh, he wasn't supposed to. And then his his recovery has been kind of miraculous. Uh, there's possibility that he does play on Sunday. Don't know how much. Um, you know, the wide receiver, you know, situation right there is kind of up in the air completely. Uh, they're going to rely a lot on Kittle. They're going to rely a lot on their running backs. I think Mostert is a really good start this week. Um, he proved that he's the guy, you know, after last year. But they still have, you know, Coleman. They still have McKinnon somehow. I don't know how McKinnon still has a job. He hasn't played in, since I was, I feel like, in middle school. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think the 49ers take this. Uh, their defense is just so good. I mean, Robert Sala, he's going to be a head coach next year somewhere. Um, and I love Kyle Shanahan. I like everything that he does. Um, so it's going to be low. I think it, it's going to be low, but I think DeAndre Hopkins does find the end zone. So I'm going to say 21 to 17, which is low for the power players they have on both sides. Marcus, what about you? Um, I'm going to start with the Cardinals. Um, I got Kyler Murray and Hopkins, of course. Um, I think Kyler Murray breaks out this year. Um, he can be the breakout that Mahomes was a couple of years ago. Jackson was last year. Um, he's going to get it done with his arm and his legs. I mean, he finished top 10 fantasy quarterback last year without DeAndre Hopkins, and I just think he's going to have another great season. Um, DeAndre Hopkins catches everything and anything, and I don't think that's going to change. Um, and he just you know, got that contract. Uh, I should definitely thank Michael Thomas for his fight, that $20 million a year. Um, other side of the ball, like Rich said, uh, the receivers for the Niners are up and down. Uh, no one really consistent. I wouldn't pick any of the receivers. George Kittle is the number one option for that team. Um, and he just got a contract, too. I mean, he's a monster. So definitely pick him. And like you said, Garoppolo, he had a few big games, but I think there's a better option out there. If Garoppolo is your starter, I think he could have found a better option and still had a good draft. Um, I probably wouldn't start him yet. I would have to see, see him do something first in his offense with no receivers in George Kittle. Um, but all yeah, you need I think, is George Kittle. That's all you need. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a good game. I'm interested in seeing how Hopkins um, blends with Kyler Murray in this game. I think it's going to be a real fun one. I, I think if I had to throw a score out there, I think 28 uh, 21 San Francisco. Um, I think Kittle gets two. Um, I think Hopkins probably gets, gets one. Murray probably runs one in. Uh, and I don't know, some third player on Arizona gets the last one. <laughs> but I, I, I think this is going to be a real fun one. I'm excited for it. Um, 
the four o'clock block is way more exciting than it usually is this week one because the other game here is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady on a new team. Leonard Fournette on a new team. Uh, Mike Evans is now on the injured reserve for Tampa Bay. And the Saints are heading heading there close to whatever. He's done. He's not playing. He's gone. (laughs) I'm counting him out. Uh, Either way, the New Orleans Saints are the New Orleans Saints. They're one of the most talented teams in football. Um, I think this has some potential to be maybe one of the the games of the year. Um, you know, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Breeze and 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 Brady duking it out. Uh, Rich, let's let's start with you. What's your your just overall analysis of this one? This is going to be the game of the week. I mean, for me, this is the game that I think everyone is talking about. This is the game that everyone wants to see. And you know how I feel about the Saints. I mean, this is going to be the biggest test for them, you know, maybe all year. I mean, they play them twice, but this is going to see how both teams really are. Um, For me, I mean, my start is a sneaky start based on all the starters on both sides. This is not the person you necessarily would say this is the must start. But for me, it's Jared Cook. Um, I think Jared Cook can be a huge part of this offense for the Saints. He was last year and, you know, he is someone that, you know, at a position that's not as strong with tight end, there's not a ton of them. He's someone that's going to put up solid numbers because, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to score a ton. You know, the Saints are going to score a ton. Obviously, Godwin's a huge start this week. Um, and on the flip side, Kamara, he's about to get, you know, a lot of money. He's going to get a ton of money. Uh, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Um, and then at running back for Tampa Bay, that's kind of where I get a little questionable. Um, you got Rojo there, you got Leonard Fournette. I mean, it's probably going to be a committee. Um, so I would steer clear of the running backs for week one until you kind of see what happens, but you can start anyone else. I mean, honestly, uh, the defenses, they're both defenses you would start after week one. Um, but I wouldn't start either of them this week. Uh, this is going to be a great game. I just don't know. I can go either way. I'm going to go the Saints by one. Yeah, I drafted Leonard Fournette when he was still a Jaguar um, and I'm sort of stashing him to see how things turn out uh, in Tampa. But he's one of my sits this week. I I, I can't really play, play him in good health uh, where he's on a brand-new team, getting used to a brand-new system. You know, I don't know what it's going to look like. He's a talented player. I think, uh, you know, Brady's going to help him get some revenge, but I I need to kind of wait and see. Uh, Marcus, let's kick it over to you. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, Definitely a candidate for a game of the week. Um, Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I think this could probably be the highest rated game of the week. Um, Tom Brady in the new uniform, and you know, Drew Brees and the Saints, always an exciting show. Uh, For the Saints, you know, Drew Brees, good option for fantasy. Michael Thomas always pencil them in every week. Um, Jared Cook, I'm looking forward to seeing him step up, see what he can do. And Kamara is always a good option. And like Rich said, he's about to get paid. So even you know, more reason he's going to go out there and put on a show. Um, on the other side, um, I'm looking forward actually to seeing what Gronk looks like um, after taking a year off. Because so I know last time when I see him do interviews, it looks like he lost a little bit of weight. And so I want to see if he bulked up again if he can be the grunk of old 
I see if he can, you know, spike a couple balls when he scored a touchdown. Um, Chris Godwin, a good option. Um, you guys mentioned a running back situation. I think it'll be running back by committee. Um, Fournette, he might, you know, separate himself. I always thought Fournette was a good running back. Just, you know, he played for the Jags. So, but um, I think he has the talent to be a Pro Bowl running back. Um, I think he might separate himself from the rest of the crew as the season goes on. And I'm looking forward to see how OJ Howard fits into this offense um, now that Gronk is there. Um, if Gronk isn't the Gronk of old, OJ Howard could be a good option for this for this Tampa Bay offense. So definitely going to be a good game. Looking forward to um, a few options on both sides of the ball. Do you have a score prediction? I'll say 24 24- – 24 to 20. Who on top? I'm going to go. <laughs> he just threw numbers out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who to pick in this one. I'm going to go Saints. Uh, Doesn't Nuch- matter, 24 to 20. Yeah, Whoever of, wins it, 24 a lot of new to people, 20. A lot of new people in Tampa Bay, but the rapport in New Orleans is still there. Breeze to Thomas is unstoppable, so I'll go New Orleans winning it. I like that that score and that prediction as well. The Saints are three and a half point favorites heading into this one. Uh, I believe we have no, we do not have one more four o'clock game. We're into Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. I think this is going to be a real fun game. Uh, I will toss out two. I think controversial one start, one sit. And then you guys can can kind of just yell at me the whole time. I think you should start Jared Goff this week. Uh, while <laughs> listen, listen, I think the Cowboys defense is they've they've lost a lot of talent. They're not as good as they used to be. And I think that the Rams offense is you know they they had a dud year last year. They had a Super Bowl hangover. I think Sean McVay is going to get them back on the right track this season. I don't know how. I don't know why. This is just a bit of a gut feeling. But I think Jared Goff is going to have a really good game in prime time and then probably suck the rest of the year. But I think he's going to have a really good game in prime time against a Dallas Cowboy team that has to kind of refigure itself out defensively. Uh, I also think we should sit Amari Cooper this week. He's facing Jalen Ramsey. He just got paid. I don't don't think he's going to have – a good week. I just don't. You can yell at me. You can make fun of me. These are my opinions. Sit Amari Cooper. Start Jared Goff. You might look stupid, but if I'm right, you're going to look like the smartest fantasy player on the block. The bright side is, if I'm wrong, no one's going to work these days, so you don't have to see anyone at the water cooler when they start talking trash. So, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. Mm. I think it's going to be a slobber knocker. I think that the Cowboys are going to run away with this. And a slobber knocker. Uh, Cow- Cow- Cowboys are going to just route, route, completely route the Rams. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong. But I, I just there's too much. There's I, weapons. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that the Rams were going to win. <laughs> I you just said that said he was going to look great. I just thought Goff is going to have a good game. That doesn't great. mean he's going to win. All right. I think Mari Cooper is going to kind of shred, you know, the man who just got paid a little bit and, and Jalen Ramsey. I am not a huge Jalen Ramsey fan. I know, obviously, he was great in, in Jacksonville. I think he took a step back last year. Uh, I think Amari Cooper is a top 10 wide receiver. 
Uh, you got Mari Cooper. You got Gallup. You got C.D. Lamb. You got Jarwin. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You can throw in Tony Pollard if you want. That offensive line is still very good. I just, I, I just don't see the Rams kind of staying in this game. Um, I love Cooper Cup. You love Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods. You like Robert Woods. Um, the running back situation in you know L.A. right now is kind of complete toss up. You got Cam Akers there at running back. You got Malcolm Brown, who I don't think should start any game. Um, so they're going to be relying a lot on the passing game, which I can see golf, but you know, the, the Cowboys are going to try to eliminate golf. You know, they, the Patriot way you eliminate one guy, it's probably the guy to eliminate, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be 31 to 14 Cowboys. Ooh, I don't know about mm. that life. Marcus, you go. Um, I'm gonna go Cowboys in this game. Um, for the Rams, you know, you start the receivers, um, cup you start woods i don't know about starting golf as enthusiastic start as you said start <laughs> uh, but cup and woods they should have um pretty decent games on the other side the cowboys i mean they they have a, have a nice offense very high powered offense they got one of the best running backs in the league with zeke they got amari cooper they got Gallup. they got they picked up cd lamb who Definitely going to put up numbers this year. Dak was, what, number two last year, fantasy quarterback. Um, they're talking about having 3,000-yard wide receivers. Uh, Blake Jarwin can have a good game. No more Jason Witten. Um, like Rich said, I think the Cowboys are just going to run away with this. Even though they do have Jalen Ramsey, just throw it to the other side of the field. Or, you know, just yeah, run the, the ball. the other side of the field, just not Amari Cooper. I mean, like, you know, you got <laughs> – You, you, got, you, <laughs> you guys only are, covered one side. He doesn't go to the other side. Yeah, He's you got, like, you got hey, two other options. To, I'm to not saying to. that the Cowboys are not going to win. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they have two more options to throw the ball to. I think they win this game 35-21. to 21. But all I'm saying is, is I think Amari Cooper is going to have a disappointing fantasy game. I think he can have a good game. You know, Zeke he could run, do some play action, give it to Cooper, just touchdown. Or maybe it goes to one of those other options. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. Go to everyone. I think there could yeah. be, you know, they have 80s across the board with each having a touchdown. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe some dude gets 160 and two touchdowns. And maybe Jared Goff has to sling it a little bit to try and keep up with Dak and has a pretty good game. I mean, you guys are conflating my fantasy advice with, with how I think the game is going to go. It's you might be good. you might be right. There might be in a huge hole, and he's got to you know throw it up and pray. He might have to sling it a little bit, and and maybe he gets a touchdown instead of an interception, and he has a pretty good game. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't know. He needs he needs like four of them though. That's fine. He could do it. <laughs> All right. They could they could still lose. <laughs> yeah. All sure. right. I'm not going to try and convince you. I'll be laughing all the way to, to fantasy victory this week. Uh, I don't have any of these players, by the way. I'm telling people. <laughs> I'm telling people, start Jared Goff. I don't have Jared Goff. I wouldn't draft him with with your team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's a decent start this week. I think there's some good value right. there. If you happen to have him. Let's move to Monday Night Football. Two more games to close out this week. Uh, I always get super mad at the 10-20 Monday Night football yeah. week one yeah. game it's usually with some teams i don't care about uh it's they, usually the raiders and chargers or something. it's usually the raiders and chargers this year it's the titans and the broncos let's start with that one let's let's work backwards on monday 
And I think, you know, Derrick Henry is a monster. Von Miller out for the season, right? Um, I think the Titans offense might have a little bit more opportunity with that subtraction from the Broncos defense and some of the players on on uh, Tennessee might do a little bit better. They also won the Jadavian Clowney sweepstakes, right? So I don't know if he's raring to go week one against the Broncos, but if he gets involved a little bit, maybe get after the, the young quarterback, um, I think the Titans have a shot to really kind of dominate this one uh, at a super late game that no one's going to be watching in person or on television uh, <laughs> against the Broncos. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I think the Titans kind of run away with it just based on, you know, Von Miller going down. I think the Titans are going to win anyway. Uh, but I do like Drew Locke. I mean, I don't think he's someone I'm going to start this week. But as far as, you know, a young quarterback, don't do it. <laughs> um, they have a nice core there. I mean, they have they have Judy. They have Sutton. They have KJ Hamler. They got Noah Fant. I mean, they kind of have a core that's going to grow over time. Uh, Titans, obviously, with, you know, Derrick Henry and, and AJ Brown. Uh, I don't love Ryan Tannehill. I think last year could have been a fluke, um, but we'll kind of see, have to see what happens. Uh, a sneaky start for tight end is Janu Smith. Um, there's really no one else there besides him at this point. Um, but yeah, I think the Titans kind of run away with it. Their defense is going to put up a lot of good points in fantasy. They'll win like 28 to uh, 28 to 17. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty accurate prediction Marcus how about you same same thoughts yeah for the most part I think Titans win this game Derrick Henry they're gonna get a lot of Derrick Henry um Tannehill I mean I don't know you know he did it once can he do it twice remains to be seen um other side of the ball Jerry Judy um they picked up Melvin Gordon Drew Locke I mean there's some guys. There's some yeah, names. They got. They got some people. They got some people. Well, I, Marcus, Marcus drafted Judy in our dynasty <laughs> league. I sure I, did. I at sure number did. six. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best available. Listen, uh, I, I think Denver <laughs> has potential to be good, just not this season. They're, they're young, you know. Fan, Judy. I mean, and they're, they're in a loaded division. They got talented players, and they want to grow with their QB. Yeah. Um, just take them for what they are, and just. Yeah. You know, take the flashes they're going to show and have some patience. They'll be better a little later in a couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, Tennessee, I think, takes this one. And now our last game to talk about, uh, and one of my favorite stories to come out this week in the NFL, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Giants. Uh, the Steelers signed Devlin Hodges uh, as a backup quarterback, and uh, they still got Mason Rudolph on the roster. Both quarterbacks have dated former Bachelor star Hannah Ann. Uh, and oh so uh, there's, there's some nice reality TV uh, uh, crossover here uh, where Hannah Ann gets to decide who the backup quarterback to the Pittsburgh Steelers is. This is this is news, guys. This is this is news. Devil Hodges is on the practice squad. So Mason Rudolph won. And Not Hannah Ann is trash. They haven't done the Rose decision yet. They haven't done the yeah, Rose thing. He's on the practice squad. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Listen, I don't care about this game whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, from any perspective, fantasy or otherwise, I, I don't like anyone on the Giants. Um, I think Saquon. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think one person... <laughs> 
is well, one, I don't think anyone is who's watching the show needs to hear me say that Saquon Barkley is a good football player and you should start him because you drafted him second overall. So, yeah, Saquon. <laughs> I just like messing with you. Congrats. I mean, I like, I like Slayton too. I mean, you obviously got a little man crush on Darius Slayton, but I mean, he's someone that I don't even know if I would start. It's just someone that you probably can maybe still get or you got late, but he'd be the only other one. I hate him. Sucks. Don't like him. I, I don't like I don't like him either. I got stuck with him. I don't like him. I think uh, uh Daniel Jones can have a decent season this year. I think he can you like I think, Danny better I think he's gonna be better this year than he was last year. He got a full he got a decent amount of weapons, you know, Slayton, Ingram, uh Saquon. I Tate. think they got Golden Tate. Yeah. And I'm missing the other receiver. Um Sterling Shepard. There we go. That's your dude, too. Yeah. So I think he got, I know, he got decent weapons to spread the ball around and Saquon with the home run hit. I'm thinking he can have a pretty good season. Uh, who knows what Big Ben's going to look like this year? Um, he seems to be more motivated than ever. So we will see. And Juju, I think it's a contract year. So mm. we'll see. But I'm not too sold on anybody on Pittsburgh's offense, really. I think Pittsburgh is going to win. I just would sit everyone on Pittsburgh. I mean, Deontay Johnson's my sit of the week here just because he had injuries the entire time. He barely had, you know, any practice. He He's going into the game with an injury. Juju Smith-Schuster, according to all the reporters, had one of the worst training camps of all time, uh, <laughs> which if he's in a contract here, he probably needs to do a little bit better in the games. Um, I like probably, but not necessarily. Probably. No. Just fall into the end zone on accident. Yeah. And as, as far as the running backs, I mean, they have like what five of them, and John, uh, is it John or James? We do this every week. James Connor, uh, you know, coming back from the injury. I just love Terminator. You know, um, Don't James Connor, especially the second one. James Connor's coming back from the injury, and you know, who knows? He's got to click right back with Ben. So if they go back to two years ago, it's going to be great for both of those players. Um, but they're both coming back from injury. It's going to be a rusty game. I still think they beat the Giants, but I don't. I don't want anyone on the Steelers on my roster this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just when I I looked at this game, I went ill. It was literally the first thought ill. If you have Saquon, play him. Other than that, I really don't like anyone. I think the Steelers win this game, but from a fantasy perspective, I'm not into anyone in this matchup. So, guys, that's it. That's NFL Week One. Thank you guys so much for for listening to all this. We also have a little bit of daily, a little bit of daily uh, fantasy for you. John Hazlett was nice enough to put together uh, a lineup, even though he couldn't join us this week on the show. Uh, there is five hundred dollars remaining on this salary, uh, and I'm just gonna read it through. Quarterback Tom Brady, running backs Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley, Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver. Uh, we're gonna do Chris Godwin at wide receiver, uh, Michael Thomas at wide receiver, Orange Juice Howard, OJ Howard at tight end. Uh, we got, uh, I don't know his Preston. first name, P. Williams, Preston Williams. Preston. There we go. My boy Preston Williams in the flex and the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, that is your John Hazlett DFS week one lineup and a couple of stacks to keep an eye on and play with. You got Lamar Andrews and the Ravens defense and his sneaky stack is Carr and Brian Edwards. So 
Wait, wait, Rich. fun fact. Fun yeah. fact. I have all those players on my dynasty league. Look at you. Besides the car. Besides the car. But I have everyone else. I think he just went shopping on your teams. He might have. I mean, he did it before I drafted the Ravens and Brian Edwards tonight. So, you know, maybe I got in his head. Who knows? But maybe. they're all yeah. Maybe you did. My advice for our, our daily fantasy uh, fans out there, I like to to kind of wait a week before getting involved. Um, I like to kind of see how who who what off season storylines have really come to fruition, right? Who's going to be the main running backs and whatnot, and just kind of get a feel before I I start putting some money down. Week one's all about those. You put all that homework in. You did your fantasy drafts. Let's 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 hope that uh, let's hope all this handicapping leads to a, a nice week one win. So, guys, that's going to do it for this program. Thank you so much for listening this week and every week. I hope you had fun listening to our NFL Week 1 analysis. Again, fire away on social media. All of the handles are listed there below. But for anyone listening, podcast at Daily to Dynasty, at Seagors94, at Coda522, at EMTaylor29, and at John Hazlett 475 you can interact with the show more over at anchor.fm slash daily to dynasty. Leave us a voicemail. And if you're going to listen to this thing, podcast version, anchor.fm is the best way to do it. Um, all the ways to interact with the show right there. Every episode, it's a real great podcasting platform. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy NFL kickoff and for rich Marcus and John, who is here in spirit. We'll talk to you guys next week.